This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Vic Fidelli, the Minister of Finance of Ontario, has some good news when it comes to credit ratings and the like, and we wanted him to tell us exactly what it's all about. Mr. Fidelli, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Hi there. John, it's great to be back chatting with you. It always seems I'm on my way home to North Bay when I talk to you. So we had great news in the province of Ontario this week, and it comes from our rating agencies. And that's really important because this uh, helps uh, control the price that we borrow money at. And so Fitch, one of the uh, international uh, credit rating agencies, moved our outlook. They upgraded us to uh, from negative under the previous government to stable and they affirmed our AA- minus credit rating. And that is really, really big news because it came two days after Dominion Bond Rating Agency uh, just confirmed our AA low rating uh, and left us at stable. So this is uh, very exciting news uh, of the upgrade. So when you say there's an impact on borrowing costs, can you give yep. us a for instance as to what that change may be? Well, we'll see. Right now, sadly, this under the previous government, Ontario's borrowing costs uh, from a percentage-wise grew higher than Quebec's for the first time in our province's history. And so uh, it means we pay more to borrow money than Quebec does. And so this will help us uh, as we work towards uh, restoring our credit rating that was uh, uh, tragically uh, uh, seen so many downgrades under the previous government. So currently, what does it cost Ontario to service the debt, say, on a monthly or annual basis? Uh, well, it's uh, $13.3 billion a year right now, more than a billion dollars a month that we pay in interest. Uh, so, you know, when you look at the previous government, they were literally, quite literally, because they borrowed uh, $15 billion or they were in deficit $15 billion, they were using their Visa card to pay their MasterCard every single month. And so we've lowered our deficit uh, uh, down to uh, $11.7 billion. Uh, so we are uh, continuing to balance the budget while protecting what matters most, and, and, and that is the people of Ontario. Yeah, you know, uh, it seems I recall that when the last Conservative government of Ernie Eves left in 2003, uh, the overall debt was $137 billion, I think, ballpark. Now it's double that? Or, uh, it's more than more, that. More now. than double. My apologies, it's about 340 Yeah, Yeah, 347 The Liberals added more than $200 billion. You think about it, it took, it took about 130 years to bring the deficit to $137 billion, and it took the Liberals only 10 years to double it and 15 years to add $200 billion to our deficit. Right, and so the signals are positive going forward anyway. As you say, uh, Dominion yeah. Bond Rating Services said there appears to be a genuine and credible commitment to addressing the province's budget imbalances and gradually reduce the debt burden. So that augurs well uh, for the direction you're taking. But let me ask you, because, I mean, uh, when we talk about the budget passed, that uh, yeah. protects what matters most, and you talk about relief for families and businesses and uh, protecting critical public services like health care and education. Yep. On the health care front, uh, yeah. there was the reversal here of the retroactive cuts that were being mandated to the municipalities. Would you say then that uh, you, the government, misread the public sentiment on this? Well, I would think, you know, i got to give the Premier full marks on this because uh, he listened to the uh, municipalities, he listened to our partners. His message got to them, though, when he said, look, 
you've got to be able to do what we did. We said we're going to find four cents on the dollar. We found almost eight cents on every dollar spent. Now, you have to play along with this and help with these uh, with these uh, efficiencies. You're, you've got to do it so that there's money left for health care and education for our kids' future. And the premier said, I'll give you more runway. And I got to tell you, that's a real sign of leadership to me that he uh, said, all right, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it together. And in fact, we're going to help uh, if it takes more money for you to, uh, we'll invest seven point, uh, almost seven and a half million dollars for you to uh, look for ways to become more efficient. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really proud, really proud of the premier on this one. You know, again, uh, Minister Fideli, I mean, these big ticket items like health care, education, obviously, yeah. uh, they're the focal point of uh, the, you know, what you have to wrestle with. So I'm kind of curious now, because uh, this one has surfaced as a talking point for the last week and change on the beer store monopoly and breaking that up and uh, tabling legislation earlier this week to rescind the deal that Kathleen Wynne brought in in 2015, the 10-year deal, and uh, the talk being that uh, this could be litigated and cost hundreds of millions and so on and so forth. Why is this beer store battle a priority for your government? Well, it's uh, one of the issues. It's one of the provinces or uh, promises that we made to the people of Ontario. I just I'll go to I'll, I'll answer in a second, but I want to talk about the budget and, and the whole process. Look, the name of the budget is protecting what matters most, and this really is all about balancing our budget while protecting our budgets for health care, which we're adding 1.3 billion dollars to this year protecting education, which we're adding $700 million to this year, and protecting all the services that we, that, that we as a, a, a society require. And so that's really what we've been doing. We're putting $24 billion of tax relief back to families, like our uh, child care tax credit. That'll help 300,000 uh, low- and medium-income families with their child care costs. Uh, my personal favorite, to be quite honest, it's it's a, it's not a huge item. It's ninety million dollars, but as a, a, a MPP for eight years, when I have seniors come into my constituency office in North Bay, holding their mouth, holding their face with terrible pain, they can't afford to go to the dentist. This will pay free dental care for. 100,000 low-income seniors in Ontario. That's what we mean by protecting what matters the most in Ontario, and that's why I'm so proud of this. Now, yes, there are other promises that we made, including choice and convenience, but this this beer store uh, arrangement, it's not just about beer and wine, it's about fairness. Well, all right. Uh, you see, the other uh, argument that surfaced on the program, invariably, you know, when we hash these things out over uh, open debate, the risk of tearing up contracts signals to the business community that perhaps they won't be honored. Uh, could that set out a chill? Well, uh, we just heard from the rating agency a week after we uh, uh, launched our uh, legislation. So I think we've got the answer on that. Um, but I can tell you most multinationals are all multinationals. First of all, people in, uh, in, uh, in, who are listening need to understand something that I didn't know when I got elected as an MPP eight years ago. People of Ontario, the province of Ontario, we don't own the beer store. Yes, we own the LCBO uh, and, and carry their great brand. But the beer store is not owned by the government. It's owned by three global beer multinationals. That's who owns the beer store. And multinationals understand that in our parliamentary system in Canada, from one legislature to another, if there's a bad deal made, the next government can come in and clean that up. 
And that's exactly what we're doing. We're providing fairness, opening the market up for craft brewers all across Ontario. The, the retail council said we're going to create 9,000 jobs and add about $3.5 billion to our economy. Right. And yet uh, with the beer store uh, consultancy group, I guess that they hired, the person was on earlier this week disputing that or discounting it, but I won't get into the weeds on that. I'm kind of curious about something else. Again, with Vic Fideli, Minister of Finance here in Ontario, uh, when we talk about, you know, the things that matter most and healthcare again is one of the big ones, uh, the costs of rising, the rising costs of health care. We were talking to the financial accountability officer earlier this, this week in a report. Uh, he said that the costs are going up uh, rather significantly, that we may not have the means to pay for some of these things. And especially when, you know, uh, the retroactive cuts to health care and child care and all the rest were reinstituted. His report was actually prior to those things being reinstituted. There's going to be a funding gap is what he said. How do you see it? Well, what he doesn't take into account in this particular case are the efficiencies that we're going to find. Think about this, for instance. We're putting $1.75 billion uh, into uh, long-term care beds. So first of all, I, 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 don't, I, I respect the, uh, the financial accountability officer. We meet frequently, and I, uh, I've always enjoyed our, our great conversations together. In this case, we're adding $1.75 billion into long-term care beds. That will draw people, once these beds are built, and, and many of them are underway right now, the construction, that will take people out of the hospital beds and put them where they, where they are better suited in a long-term care facility, saving the hospitals hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars and ending hallway health care. These are the efficiencies that we talk about. So it's uh, uh, when you take all of the efficiencies, when you look at our five-year path to balance uh, in, in its entirety, it protects what matters most, and that's health care and education. All right, and so efficiencies are will you make up the shortfall and uh, be able to reconcile what the financial accountability officer is saying are going to be uh, actually accelerated costs in health care, but you think we can meet the obligation here in Ontario? Well, I know we will, and I know the municipalities and the agencies, boards, and commissions are going to help us do that. Uh, we're asking them to find four cents efficiencies, four cents on every dollar. If you can't find four cents of waste on every dollar, uh, then then call us. We'll come in and help you. We have money that will help you do that. That's what we've told the municipalities and the agencies and boards and commissions because we need them to be a big partner in protecting what matters most. And Toronto is actually saying uh, the obverse, saying we need more funding for health care. People are going to die, according to Joe Cressy, one of the councillors, when the cuts were announced here to Toronto. Uh, you're saying Toronto could still find 4%? Oh, I expect Toronto to find efficiencies. Look, there, there's nobody that would, would that that should not be able to say there is waste uh, in all three levels of government, and we should be looking for that waste. It, that should be it should be a point of pride to be able to run an efficient company, not uh, being proud of being inefficient and and having waste. That's I can't imagine anybody being proud of that. All right, safe travels back to North Bay, and uh, go Raptors, go. I know you'll be go watching. Raps, go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for your time, Mr. Fideli. Thanks, John. Vic Fideli, Minister of Finance here in Ontario. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.